The Federal Reserve's FedNow service is going to be rolled out nationwide in July. Well, what is that? And is it prophetic? Well, we'll analyze this Trojan horse while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. And we're, we're going to talk about a, a lot of things today. I know we'll have a lot of the calls and different things, but I wanted to mention the Federal Reserve's FedNow service. I will be taking your calls, by the way, 1-877-363-8463. But this, the Federal Reserve's FedNow service, going to be rolled out in July, and the, the thing is, because I'm going to get to a lot of calls here, I know, but the Federal Reserve's FedNow service rolled out here in July. It's really a Trojan horse for the central bank digital currency. They have to have a platform set up, a digital platform set up to roll this out. So, the, the, you remember, why am I even bringing this up? Well, of course we talk about it all the time, this global numbering system where you will be able to be economically sanctioned in the end time by the Antichrist and his world governing body. Revelation 13, 16 through 18. He causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. And without that, you're not going to be able to buy or sell. It's commonly referred to as the mark of the beast. Well, if you think about the central bank digital currencies and um, this, this Fed now and the total digital platform, a move away from cash or any kind of currency, physical currency in the earth, moving to a complete digital platform um, around the world, these are things that are pointing us straight towards this system that will be set up referred to as the mark of the beast system. It's really a global economic, an economic sanctioning system that will be used by the Antichrist. LifeSite News reported that this Federal Reserve, um, the Federal Reserve announced that in this July launch of a central bank digital currency infrastructure. So if you talk to Jerome Powell right now, the Federal Reserve, he'll say, oh no, it's not a central bank digital currency. Well, the Fed now, it, what it does, it lays out the foundation for a central bank digital currency. And th this comes from LifeSite News. There's, there's millions of these articles, but it lays out the, the foundation for this central bank digital currency by centralizing all participating banks under the Federal Reserve. And... They, it announced they're going to launch this thing in July and it is going to, it's going to enable U.S. banks to offer instant payments 24-7 and it's, it's basically going to constitute the structure, the infrastructure needed to roll out a central bank digital currency. And uh, Jerome Powell said that FedBank will enable all banks, any bank in the United States, not just the big ones, to offer instantly available funds in real-time payments to their customers. Cointelegraph pointed out that the Fed now could 
stand in place of a central bank issued digital currency. And financial advisor Joe Brown was warned, has warned that the Fed now serves as the foundation, the infrastructure for central bank digital currencies, bringing the country only a step away from the development of a central bank digital currency once the Fed now system is fully functioning. He said this infrastructure bypasses a lot of the need for the current banking infrastructure, which is the purpose of a central bank digital currency. He said eventually the, every single economic participant has an account directly with the Federal Reserve, the central bank, and then you don't need any of the decentralized nodes of the financial system or the, the previously existing banks. You have an account with the Federal Reserve Bank. And this transformed the purpose of the entire banking system really into the infrastructure for a central bank digital currency. Centralize everything under one roof. And once that system is built, once all the kinks are worked out of the system, then they will have the foundation in place to build the generation two, the version two, which is a central bank digital currency on top of that. Right now they don't have the infrastructure in place. That's what FedNow does. And the only thing that would be left to do would be to have everybody open an account directly with the Federal Reserve. Now, boy, that makes me feel just awesome. Doesn't it make you feel that way? The Federal Reserve, this cabal of private bankers, that's why you really need to understand what the Federal Reserve is. But he says, um, the Brown, this financial advisor, says that the, foundation, the foundational central bank digital uh, technology is being rolled out slowly and independently of a full CBDC so that it doesn't look like a big power grab, which is what it is. And he says, otherwise, everyone would reject it. Everyone in their right minds would look at this thing and say, absolutely not. But he said, make, make no mistake, a central bank digital currency is coming and it looks like it, like this FedNow service is just the launch of the infrastructure for launching the full version of the CBDC later on. And of course, according to the article, critical uh, critics have increasingly warned in recent years that central bank digital currencies enable full-blown tyranny by allowing the government to restrict or even freeze a citizen's purchasing power, thereby coercing its constituents into submitting to its decrees. Now, wow. So I'm sitting here looking at the prophecies of the Bible, knowing that we're way off into the end time, everybody. And then I'm reading these articles. I mean, they're everywhere on the rollout of this FedNow. Basically, FedNow would be the infrastructure needed to roll out a central bank eventually. There's a lot more detail to it, but I didn't want to get you caught up in the minutia of all of it and all of the, the gritty, nitty-gritty details. But in essence, that's really what it is. And then the central bank digital currency is phase two. And so you say, well, I, I, I just thought Joe Biden signed an executive order that they were looking into rolling out a central bank digital currency. Come on, everybody, you know better than that. 90% of the banks, central banks around the world, according to the Bank for International Settlements, are looking into rolling out a central bank digital currency and the Bank of Israel uh, and uh, I think it was um, Switzerland and many different uh, nations have already tested cross-border 
central bank digital currency pilot programs to see how it would work nationally and internationally. And so, looks like these things are coming. We don't want it here in the United States. There's a lot of governors that are passing regulations and bills and laws against them. Will they be able to stem the tide? I don't know, folks. It's something that we'll just have to watch in the very near future. I'm sitting here looking at the prophecies of the Bible and saying, wow, these things are pointing us straight in the direction of the mark of the beast. And we know it's got to come at some point, not necessarily in every nation, but in the majority of the nations around the world. It's certainly something for us to watch because folks, the end time is not coming. We're there right now. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com future or call 800 in time. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back, everybody. And I want to let you know, just before we go to the phones, again, the number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. And or you can join us online if you guys uh, want to watch the show broadcast live every day. For those of you that are on the radio, you may not know, but we live stream this on our uh, website and on our Facebook page, endtime.com, or go to our End Time Ministries Facebook page. And also, I want to mention very quickly that last night, our, or actually it was at uh, 12 a.m. this morning, the third edition of our, this trilogy that we rolled out, Vince did a, a, a DVD, a new DVD on We Must Warn the Jews. And that was rolled out a couple weeks ago. Doug did one. Doug Norvell did a DVD, or I should say a video. They've got on to me for saying DVD because that's becoming 
uh, outdated now, but now it's a video. So I, I'm too old. I got to get with the times, I guess. But now it's called a video. Doug Norvell did one on uh, the two witnesses. And I mean, these are very high quality. And then uh, and uh, they both did a fabulous job. And everybody that is subscribed to the End Time Plus platform, you can do that by going to endtime.com. Or uh, you can go check them out, endtime.com new. Uh, and you can go check these out. But it's it um, th this morning at 12 a.m., the one I did called the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom was rolled out. They, they played some um, the previews for that, and it was kind of ominous. But the, oh, the socialistic overthrow of the world, the Bible says the Antichrist Kingdom will be a socialistic, communistic, one world governing body. If you're on End Time Plus, you can go there and watch it now. It'll be coming out as, as DVD uh, later on. All three of them will. But I want you to know, a lot of people, when we set up this End Time Plus platform, man, we just signed up tons of subscribers. And then because we couldn't put enough new content on there so fast, then we had some subscribers kind of let it go away. And But I want you to understand, we were going through a transition. We were going from our old set, our old technology, now to the new set, new technology. And you can see, if you're an End Time Plus subscriber now, you can see these DVDs that we just put out, how they're state-of-the-art, they look awesome, they got great B-roll, and uh, it's very um, just um, Hollywood quality DVDs, or I should say videos. And these are things that we can put out very quickly. The old system was archaic, and it was just, uh, you know, you're just walking through molasses to try to get anything done. Now we can put out things like just very quickly. And we'll be adding a lot more content to the End Time Plus uh, platform, keeping you up to date on things. There's so much that we can't get to on the radio and television and different things. So we want to add a lot of that stuff. When we do something on End Time Plus, there's so much more detail added. Plus, you have access to every, all of our products. So go to End Time Plus, endtimewatch.endtime.tv.com and check all this stuff out. Go to endtime.com. You can see it right there. And subscribe. Subscribing to End Time Plus is a way to help support the ministry. And so it's very important that uh, you guys help us with these things. And, oh man, one more. Vince sent me a text. The program that I did on Monday. Vince sent me a text and he said, uh, guess, right, guess what? FYI. The program I did money on central bank digital currencies was censored and it was rejected because it said that it did not comply with our ads about social issues, elections, and politics policy. So even though we wanted to spend some money and boost that, they wouldn't allow us to do that. Totally censored, totally suppressed, and so we're facing this, folks. I, I, it's getting to the point where I can't talk about anything, just about and we're getting heavily censored. So all of the content is up on the End, the End Time Plus social networking platform, and uh, you got to go, or uh, End Time Plus platform. So go there, check it out, endtime.com. Also, I'll go through this, and then we'll go straight to the phones. The Israel tour is coming up May 17th through the 28th. The last day is next Tuesday, April the 4th. My wife has to turn in the names and ticket. We've got over 70 signed up. There's only a few spots. I think she's only planning on taking 80. 
And so there's only a few spots left if you're planning on going. You can sign up over the weekend, today, the rest of today, uh, Monday and Tuesday, and that's it. So uh, do that calling. Talk to my wife, Jana, or talk to Brittany Motes at 1-800-END-TIME, 1-800-363-8463, and go on this trip to Israel with us. It's awesome. I'm telling you, if you've never had a spiritual experience with the Lord, you can do that with a group of collective, uh, 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 collective um, like-minded individuals over there that are seeking God for not just to see the sights. That's one thing. Seeing the sights is awesome. The Temple Mount, Mount of Olives, the Upper Room, the, the Tomb, the, the uh, Sea of Galilee, and every, everything else, Masada. It's awesome. It's like no place on the earth. But the spiritual experience that you will have, you say, Dave, I've, I've never had a true spiritual experience with the Lord. Come to Israel with us. Now, you can have it in your living room. But when you get amongst a group of believers that want to truly seek the Lord's face and you're in Israel, where, all of the, where the church started, then it's such an awesome time. So go to Israel with us. And uh, it's all, every trip I've ever been on, I've probably been 15, 16 times. My wife's been 27 times. Her dad went over 40 times. And every trip has been awesome and we've had great times. So uh, join us. Okay, wow. Let's go straight to the phones, everybody. And then if I get to some of this other stuff today, I will. If not, we'll jump back into it on Monday. Oh, by the way, Monday, I will be interviewing Byron Stinson who is over the Red Heifer Project in Israel. So, uh, looking forward to a great interview on Monday. Many of you are interested in that, and you should be. Very prophetic. So, okay, here we go. Uh, Mark from Texas. God bless, and welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. So, I've studied prophecy my, my whole life, and I mostly agree with, with your endpoints. Yes, sir. But one thing I don't think you stress near enough is from an economic perspective, our starting point. I mean, you make it sound like Biden and the Democrats are trying to bring in socialism and all this, fine. Mm -hmm. But do you understand, and I'm sure you do, we're not in a regulated capitalism system anymore. It's unregulated, which brings in monopolies. They don't enforce the antitrust laws. The, all the tax cuts to the 1%, they on average pay 2 or 3% taxes now. That's it. They, they've devastated the middle class. The wealth gap is worse than it's ever been. I could go on and on with data points. Right. But the point is, when people say, hey, we need economic reform and change, it's valid. It's more than valid. Mm -hmm. And you should hold the GOP a little bit accountable because, quite honestly, they ran up three-fourths of this debt in this country. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my point. Your starting point, I think, is a little bit off basis. Your okay. endpoint, dead on. Okay. And so, Mark, let me ask you, um, would you then, do, do you believe in wealth redistribution? Let me ask you that. I believe in our old regulated capitalism like we had back in the 60s and 70s, the way it used to be before we had this trickle down and stuff. Yeah. That's what I believe in. If you want to call that redistribution, no, no, I don't. I okay. believe in regulated regulated capitalism, not monopolies and unregulated right. oligarchs. No. Right, right. Um, okay. I, I'm just trying to get your position and to, to find out, yeah, you no, know, specifically fair, where fair you're enough. coming from. Um, yep. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you on the monopolies and things like that. I do not believe that capitalism should be used to 
hammer down on people and the, you know, but, but, however, if somebody has worked to the point where they built a business, and let's say I want to move a billion dollar business into a little town called, let's say, Wiley, Texas, and the, one of the incentives that the city gave me to come there was that they would give me some pretty big tax breaks. Would you think that that was bad to use those tax breaks to bring a big corporation into a little city like that? No. no okay, not, not, right. Not at all. So what but I'm I, saying is that's, you, that's why yeah. some of them are not paying uh, you know, some of the taxes that some other people are because they've been given incentives to maybe move into a, a city like that. Yeah, but do you think it's, on the other hand, the flip of the coin that the 1% on average pay 2 or 3% taxes while the middle class has put a zero behind that, it's paying 20 30%? That's not normal. That's no, no. So that's my only comment is I think sometimes you portray a just right. distorted view of the, the end point of where we are today and people right. demanding economic change. That's it. Well, that's right, all. Right. Other than that, I'm, I'm in lockstep with I, you. I understand. My, one of my main points, though, Mark, is that um, I know that some of these people where you consider them the, the one percenters or whatever, they are supplying or they are um, providing most of the jobs in America. Would you not agree with that? I absolutely don't agree with that. You, you don't I'm, agree no, with that? No, Okay, so these, no, individuals, these individuals that own these giant corporations, let's say, um, you know, that are supplying thousands and thousands of jobs, how would that work if we didn't have those individuals? I would say the backbone of American economy has always been small businesses. You can look up and okay. we'll go through the data and you'll see it. And I, understand. and I have nothing against big corporations, but so many of them are so corrupt. They don't, they don't even hire people full-time jobs. They do 30 hours, so they don't have to pay them health insurance. Yeah. They do a lot of unethical stuff. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's, I, not, it's not... It's not anti one percent, right? But I'm telling you, the backbone of American economy—you can study it. It's small yeah. businesses. No, I, I would agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. Here's the deal: I don't want to get in a capitalism, socialism back and forth. I, I think I think socialism is bad, and agree. I, I think you agree with that. Um, yep. I, I just think that I don't want to get to the point where we put a. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a Christian. I, I don't really want to get into the, the, the you know, I think it can, capitalism couldn't be bad as well. I, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah, no, so I, told, I agree with you. There's a ditch on both sides of the road. However, um, capitalism built this country. Yep, and unregulated, or regulated, regulated capitalism, I would say did. I agree 100%. Okay, all right. Well, um, I, I'll actually agree with you, Mark, believe it or not. All right. Well, we're in lockstep. That's good. Right. <laughs> my, only, my, my only parting comment is I did call a few weeks ago when you made the statement I didn't vote for Trump because he, I didn't vote for him for pastor. We went from character matters, so I didn't vote for him for pastor. I would contend character still matters. It always does. And so does insurrection. America deserves better. That's yeah. all. Well, the thing all is, right. yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Mark. The thing is, though, if you're in our political system, you're going to end up with two yep. candidates. You're going to end up with two candidates. And if with me as a Christian individual, if I'm going to participate in our voting process and I look at two individuals and one is pro-abortion and one is anti-abortion, to me the decision's pretty easy. Okay, what about other, what about other 
data or data points? What about guns? What about lack of health care for kids? You could go on and on and pick and choose. And I'm not saying one party has has the lock on it, but I'm telling you, from from a moralistic, prophetic percent, yeah. you can look at various data points and and bring those up in addition to abortion. Guns was a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. So you you mean as far as the confiscation of guns? I'm talking about the proliferation of guns. We have more guns than people and automatic weapons, which I think is insane that to put in the hands of, of average people. We don't military weapons don't belong in civilians' hands in my right. book. Well, Not one bit. Right. So uh, well, anyway, I, we could get into a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying that when when it. you're taught the, the the you do agree with the second amendment, right? I agree with the Second Amendment, but with the exception of how we used to have the the assault weapons ban. To me, that was rock solid. And you go look at other countries. I've been to Japan. Yeah. I've seen Australia. They don't have this problem. Nowhere around the world but our country. And it's it makes zero sense to me to have assault military weapons in civilians' hands. I mean, why stop at that AR-15? Why don't you give them a flamethrower? It's nuts. They're terrorizing these kids in schools is what's happening. They're traumatizing yeah, yeah. Well, actually... Actually, I mean, that's actually not the gun's fault. That would be the deranged individual walking in there with a, I mean, I could yes, use a. but they shouldn't have access to it. Civilians should not have access to military weapons, in my opinion. We'll leave it at that, Mark. Yep, very okay. good. Thank you. God bless you and have a good weekend, my friend. You as well. All right. Okay, everybody, uh, let's keep on moving here. Let's go to Brian in Minnesota. God bless Brian. Welcome to the End Time Show. How you doing? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? Doing really good. Uh, second time caller here. Been listening for about a year here, so nice to hear your voice again, <laughs> person. Thank you. What you so got? I guess I have a question about the the seven thunders. Um, okay. I know not really a conclusive answer or anything in the Bible, but been kind of thinking about this for some time. Um, I don't know if it's God lives in my heart or what the concept of where I kind of came up with this from, but. So I guess if you look at the the four stories of being the seals, trumpets, then the thunders, and then the vials, um, of course, some of the seals have already been done already. Yes. Some of the trumpets have already been done already. Yes. We know the vials don't start till sometime after the Antichrist reveals himself. So the thunders are going to fall somewhere in the middle. And I know John was told not to write down what he has, but yeah. I was always curious that when it talks about the uh, angel coming down above the clouds and a rainbow over his head, and then the small seal was revealed, and he was told to eat it later. Um, it's at least my thought of it was, was kind of seeing what you would think about it. Um, that so far, since we're about the middle of the seals, the middle of the trumpets, that sometime between after World War One, when the um, first trumpet sounded, yeah, and then maybe the third one. So what would that be? That would be the Berlin Wall coming down. Yeah. Hey, Ma Mark, time, Ma uh, Brian. I'm coming up to a break here. Can you hold over the break? Yeah, sure. Because yeah, so just I got. I'm going to come up to a break. Let's hold over and continue the conversation because I think people are going to want to hear this. Um, so everybody, again, Tuesday is the last day to sign up for the tour. 1-800-363-8463 and ask for my wife Jana or Brittany and sign up because there's not much time left. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation. The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. 
Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go straight back to Brian in Minnesota. You were talking about the timing of the seven thunders and speculating on that a little bit. Let's continue the conversation, Brian. Yeah. So um, so if you look at the first four, you know, uh, seals being done, right yes, after sir. the fifth seal was done, the first trumpet gets blown or right around that time. Yes. So you'd almost kind of speculate that the first thunder would come around the third, fourth trumpet, fifth trumpet being blown. Um, and if you put those in date-wise and stuff, it's like what happened in around maybe 1970s, 60s, 70s, 80s, that's a whole different thing that came around. It's like, and you look at the LGBT movement, the Library of Congress has an article about that the first day of that was in roughly March of 1970 was the start of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at the, head, or the angel coming down with the, specifically says a rainbow over his head. And, of course, you know, the LGBT community has taken God's promise of the rainbow and kind of turned it evil, which Satan does a lot of times, takes God's things and turns them evil. It's like, could it be that the LGBTQ whole movement and things that have gone on be what the seven thunders are? And another back into that, too, where the angel says to John, eat the small scroll and it will taste sweet in your mouth, but be bitter in your stomach. Right. That same verse sounds a lot like Proverbs 5, 3, where it says, in more woman a.k.a. sexual sin. Yeah. For the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey and smoother than oil, but in the end, she's as bitter as poison. It's like the same verse, just mm-hmm. somewhere else. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So the thing is, Brian, again, all of this is speculation, and I want everybody sure. to know that, and I, and I and I appreciate your thoughts. The thing is, is though, we have speculated for some time. I talked to Irvin Baxter about this just before he passed, and we speculate, again, this is opinion, everybody, just we're speculating, but the sixth and seventh seal is the second coming of Jesus Christ, the Battle of Armageddon. The seventh trumpet is the second coming in the Battle of Armageddon. The seventh vial is the second coming in the Battle of Armageddon. So we have always, we have, well, for the last couple years, we've speculated that the seventh trumpet, or I'm sorry, the seventh thunder, would also be the seventh, the second coming and the Battle of Armageddon. Again, that's speculation. Yeah. However, beyond that, the first six or even all seven, it is total speculation at this point. There may be a time, Brian, when we would know that. But I mean, at, at this point, 
we could try to figure out the timing and all of it. I mean, if you look at the timing right here in Revelation 10, Revelation 9, uh, 13 through 21 is when the sixth trumpet war occurs uh, sometime before the Great Tribulation. And then we get into the announcement of the beginning of the Tribulation right here in Revelation 10. So somewhere in that time period, um, but again, I mean, it's, it's total speculation on my part, Brian. I simply do not have the answer uh, because John was told not to write it down. And so, uh, you know, I, I simply have to tell you, I do not know. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I assume, too, but it's just, just kind of interesting. It's like why it was so hidden, and it's interesting what he would have seen. It's like, why couldn't he write it down? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And, and at some point, uh, maybe when we get upstairs, we'll know the answer, but at this point, I don't. Yeah. All right, man. Okay. All right. Well, thank, thank you for the call, Brian. God bless you. You have a great uh, weekend. Let's go to Anna in Indiana. God bless Anna. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, this is Autumn. I'm so, I, I do apologize for that. That's okay. I just wanted to call, and I just wanted to let you know that you're my favorite program. And... I just, I want to play Psalms 91 over you and everyone involved with end time and the blood of Jesus. And I just, I'm just so thankful for your program. Well, I... I just, I just thank you. Well, I, I do appreciate that, Anna. And, you know, it, it's a God thing. It, I, I don't take any credit for this. Doug and Vince, we're, we're all just trying to follow God and be led by His Spirit. Um, yes, we do have some great conversations. It, the program used to be called Politics and Religion. Sometime we'll get off in politics. Sometime we'll get off in uh, the religious portion of it. But it's all in good fun and in good taste because my goal is to get people to heaven. And so that's really what this is all about. And so a lot of people feel that we truly love them and we care for them and that we, want, we just want to get people to heaven and help people make it throughout the end time, know the timing of everything and understand the prophecies. So hopefully that's what you're feeling, Anna. And I do thank you uh, and we love you too. And we'll pray for you and ask God to bless you in your situation. And um, thank you for listening to us. Thank you, Dave. And maybe one of these days I'll get to go to South Bend or wherever and see you. Well, that'd be great. Uh, I'm actually a Hoosier by, I was born and raised in Richmond, Indiana. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'll be in South Bend. And I think there's a time when we're going to maybe be in Terre Haute and some different places. So uh, maybe at some point in the future we'll get a meet. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well God, God bless you and thank you for the call. Okay, we're going straight to my good friend Joe in New York. God bless Joe. Welcome to the End Time Show. You look terrific, Dave. God bless you. Thank you, my friend. You know, there's so many things you could touch upon, but, I, you know, before I have a call, I pray and try to be pinpointed in what I say. And people have to realize, all of us who are the children of God, who love, love the Lord Jesus Christ, we have a job. We have a job to keep praying. When you talk about governments, every government on the face of the earth is corrupt. I don't care who you, who you point the finger at, what issues, it's all corrupt at this point. And that's actually a fulfillment of coming to the end of the age. So saying that, you know, 
I, I, you know, in the course of my life, I've voted Republican, I voted Democrat, different things, and at this point, I'm, I'm neither. I'm neither. I look for the individual, like you said, what does the individual who's running for a particular office, what is he saying, what does he stand for? And I have to let my heart be led by Holy Spirit. As believers, that's how we are to live. The Lord said we are not of this world. We are of his kingdom. So we have a job to pray, to seek wisdom from the Lord via the Holy Spirit working in us. And we have to stay true to that. And we have to stay not frightened. But, you know, people are getting frightened about guns this way, guns that way. I was born and raised in New York. Mm -hmm. People don't know a lot of stuff about guns. I can make a phone call or two or three, and I can buy an illegal gun in New York. Yeah. Believe me, it's, it, it's not what people think. It's not what people think. There are more illegal guns on the streets of New York that didn't go through, you know, the, the proper procedure to get them. And so the whole big issue of guns, it's not realistic. But we have to keep taking our eyes off of the individual situations and keeping our eyes on the Lord, knowing the prophecies is vitally important. I am still amazed how many believers don't know the prophecy. That's why I keep being in love with you guys. You guys got such an important job to educate the body of Christ to the prophecies, and it's got to spread out. I talk about the prophecies in supermarkets wherever I go, especially (laughs) if I meet a believer, and I I, I turn them on to to endtime.com. I say, you got to go there. You you. got to listen to these guys. So so that's where my heart is. But we have to keep our eyes on the Lord's kingdom. This, this world, the kingdom of the world, we're not a part of, but we're here to do a job. We have to pray. We have to intercede according to wherever we live, whatever the situations are. If people can get involved with their local school boards, with, with, with voting on local and state you know, uh, uh, officials, because in New York here, they're also corrupt. I can talk to you for an hour about how corrupt New York is. Oh, yeah. But the Lord's got me stuck here. I was born and raised here. I traveled for a number of years. But I'm here (laughs) many days. Believe me, Dave, I don't want to be here. But the Lord has me here, and I intercede for this this city and our nation. And and lately the Lord has me interceding uh, tremendously for... For, for Israel and the children of Israel mm-hmm. scattered around the world. And lately I've been praying heavy duty for, the, for some reason for the king of Jordan, that Jordan gets turned around because I believe they, according to the scriptures, they're going to be standing with Israel somehow. Yes. So that's what we have to stay true to. Yeah. What does the word of God say? And and, right. and, 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 and and that's the point I'm making. Yes, we, 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 are, we are of the Lord's kingdom, and we can't get caught up too emotionally with politics and the situations. We ought to pray. Wherever we see any kind of evil action, we ought to pray against it. And that's, that's the point that I, I was calling about today. Yes, sir. And to tell you guys, as you always hear from me, I love you. I am proud of the work you're doing. I am proud that you are my family. Yes, sir. How amazing is our God. Amen. 
He is amazing. And so, and, and, and I always tell you this, give Judy a big hug for, for Joe in New York. Joe yeah. Casolino, who lives in crazy New York. <laughs> I love my sister. I love Cher. I love all of you. You, you are my family. Oh, thank you. And we feel, we feel like your family as well, Joe. I mean, on our social networking sites, when you come on the radio, everybody says, oh, here's the Joe show. And so everybody loves you as well, Joe. So I, I, I want to say thank you and God bless you. And I always look forward to your comments. Uh, and you have a great weekend, my friend. God bless you, my brother. All right. Bye-bye. We, lo we love you. All right, everybody. So, um, so much to come. I mean, I've got a lot of callers. I got a couple spots open. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Let's go to Jim in the truck. God bless, my friend. How you doing, Jim? Hey, Dave. Praise the Lord. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually kind of excited, and I'm going to tell you why. A friend of mine, that's uh, he's Catholic, and he uh, called me up, and he told me, he's been listening to what I've been talking about, and I do morning videos and just little uh, sermonettes that I do, and I put them out on Facebook, and he's telling me that they're rolling out a digital currency early, and it's going to be um, voluntary at first. Have you heard about this? Well, which digital currency is he talking about? That I mean, is it, so if it's a central bank digital currency then that's going to be, that's a little ways off yet, but it would depend on which one he's talking about. I'm not aware of another one before that. I'm going to get the information. I just sent him a message because I know that you're watching this like a hawk. I yeah. know that. But yes. gonna, what I wanted to mention, too, is, uh, is, is everybody else is saying, you know, I've been watching this show, and I, I met Irvin over at the Cobo Arena over there in... Uh, Detroit, Michigan, yeah. a long time ago at General Conference when he was doing the, the, the VHS tapes, okay, yeah. way back in the yeah. beginning of this. You know, I, I didn't – that's when I met him, and uh, it was amazing. And this was the biggest thing on the planet right now is end-time ministry. So if anybody is a part of this, uh, they're missing out. I mean, I, I'm excited. I'm not afraid. But what I um, – I'm just – trying to think of what I was just going to say is so important. Oh, yeah, I went to Lowe's, yeah. and I'm telling people what the Lord is showing me about this is that with, with, this is going to backfire in their face what they're doing with Trump, because we know that we're going to be there to protect the woman with the 12 stars in her head for three and a half years. We know this. The, yeah. the, the winds of a great evil are going to be there. We're going to be able to help yes. and, and help Israel. And you got the, uh, the thousand going out, and I want yeah. to be part of that into uh into uh, Judah, you know, Absolutely. the West Bank, where we're going to tell people. And yes. Today, when I was speaking, I was speaking about the... Um, uh, what Jim, hey, Jim, I'm coming up on a break here. Can you hold over the break? Yes, sir. I All will. right. Uh, hold for just a little bit. We'll be right back. God bless everybody. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Roberts. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider 
partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Uh, we'll be taking your calls, one 363 8463 Let's go straight back to Jim. God bless, my friend. Continue on. Yes, Dave. Uh, I just wanted to say that I was, uh, I went, um, I'm out looking for work, and I'm doing screens now. I'm up there doing that like a flying wall lander. But anyway, mm -hmm. I ran into some people and was talking to them, very nice people, and I started talking about what's going on with current events. And, you know, just like your father-in-law and my dear friend that I love so much, Irvin, yeah. Yeah. he came with them. The Bible says the testimony of Jesus Christ is a spirit of prophecy. And this is how, instead of uh, just um, before I just used to beat people up with the gospel, all right? And, and, and that's just the wrong way to do it. We, he said to preach the gospel, but he said we, we need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So right. these people that I spoke to today about the prophecies, and this is the way to go, because opening them and showing them the, the Word of God is valid and real, and opening up their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures that way is what I've seen today, people, and, and with what happened with Trump. Right is amazing because this is going to blow up in their face. This is going to turn people and wake them up. Is what's going on. I met three people today at Lowe's, and one person was walking by and said, "Yes, Amen," and she agreed with me. Yeah. But people are waking up. I'm seeing right. this. I'm out there in, in, in the bushes. But anyway, I won't keep you. But I just wanted to give you that progress report, well, the spiritual report. Thank this you, is Jim. Gonna, they're going to wake up in Jesus' name and, and pray for Lance, okay? All right. He needs to receive the gospel. Have a blessed day. And Will do. Have a blessed weekend. God bless you, my friend, and you do the same. Let's go straight to Paul in Missouri. God bless Paul. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello, Paul. He's not on hold yet. Hello, Paul. Paul's not on hold yet. Okay. So let's go to Melody in Missouri. God bless Melody. Welcome to the End Time Show. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you taking my call. Yeah, absolutely. My question, my question is brief, and, and hopefully you'll, you'll have some insight to it, but apparently the archaeologists have uncovered giants from I don't know how long ago, very mm -hmm. tall, large skulls. Mm -hmm. And our question is, how does that relate to Adam and Eve? And if you'd like, I can hang up and listen to your response. Okay. Um, so how does that relate to Adam and Eve? Well, there were, there have been giants on the, in the land. Uh, and the Bible says that there were, uh, when you go to um, Genesis 6, and it says, It came to pass when the men began to multiply on the face of the earth, the daughters were born unto men. The sons of God saw the daughters of men, and they were fair, and they, and they took them wives of all they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not only strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. Then it says, There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God uh, came unto the daughters of men, they bare children to them, this, that, and the other. So the Bible says, that before that union, there were giants in the earth in those days. And then it says, and also after that, the sons of God appeared to the daughters of men. So there were giants in the earth. 
And now how big those giants were, I have no idea. I know I've seen pictures of big giant uh, skulls that were um, huge. And, you know, Goliath was um, obviously him and a lot of his brethren. Uh, if you read some of the scriptures about them, the very tall individuals, six, seven, eight, nine, ten feet tall. So huge individuals. Now, I'm not 100% sure what you're asking. Uh, they were just down through time. Some people were very, very tall. Were they extraterrestrials or something? I mean, I'm not 100% sure what you're asking, but yes, the Bible does say there were giants in the land. And also, they were not, a lot of people say, well, they were the Nephilim. The fact of the matter is, all of that, the, the, the sons of God coming down to the daughters of men and bearing children, all of that was done away with in the flood. On the back side of that, though, there were giants as well. So these giants were just tall people. I mean, on the earth today, what was the tallest guy, uh, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the Wadlow guy? He was like, what, eight or nine feet tall. So, they, you know, he would be, if I, I'm 6'3". So if I stood up beside him, he would be three feet taller than me. I would consider him a giant. And so, yeah, there have been giants throughout time. Uh, they were just big people. Um, and so I, I don't think there were any kind of monsters or extraterrestrial people. They were just simply big people. And so uh, that's all I have to say, Melody, about giants. Hope that answered your question. Um, so with that said, let's go to Paul in Missouri. Hopefully Paul's with us. Paul, are you with yes, us? Sir. Hey, Paul, sir, how you doing? I, I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm tremendous, my friend. Okay. Uh, so uh, I was raised. Uh, I was raised Pentecost, but also um, as a young child, I was raised Baptist. So in yeah. uh, times uh, have kind of been different on both topics. You sure. Know? But now, I, you know, I am a Pentecost. Um, um, my question is, um, what's your position on the rapture as far as do you think God is going to take his people before all the things? And in the book of Revelations, all the all the all the things to come, or, or is, is God going to take His people before? Uh, I you, you get what I'm trying to say? Yes, is, sir. Is he going to? Yeah. Will, will the rapture? Or, so, do we yeah. believe will the rapture happen before the great tribulation or after? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's my question. Yes. So, I it is our opinion. I believe I can prove it scripturally but it is our opinion that the rapture will occur immediately after the tribulation, not before. Okay. And, and let me tell you why I say that, Paul. Because, number one, there is not one verse in the Bible. There's over 31,000 verses in the Bible. There's not one verse in the Bible, not one, that says the rapture, when the Lord will send His angels to gather the elect, there's not one scripture in the Bible that says that event happens before the tribulation. If there was, we'd be having another conversation. However, there are many that say that event occurs after the tribulation. There's one specifically in Matthew chapter 24, verse 29 through 31. This is Jesus speaking at the Olivet Discourse. Listen closely to this, Paul. Okay. Jesus said, immediately after the tribulation of those days, which is the topic here, 
before or after the tribulation. Jesus said, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, moon shall not give her light, stars shall fall from heaven, the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the coming of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power uh, and great glory, and He shall send His angels with the sound of a great trumpet. And they shall gather together His elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. That, verse 31, is the rapture. When did Jesus say that would occur? The very first sentence in Matthew 24, 29. He said that event would occur immediately after the tribulation of those days. And so okay. from this verse and a plethora of others, they all line up to the same thing. There's not one verse in the Bible that will contradict what Jesus said here in Matthew 24, which is immediately after the tribulation of those days, the Son of Man would send His angels with the sound of a trumpet to gather His elect. So that's why we believe in a post-tribulation rapture. Okay, which brings me to my second part of my question is, um, so where do the Jews fall into to that? Because the way I guess Baptists would believe, I'm not Baptist anymore, by the way. I just, when I was, we kind of, we, we believe that, that Jesus would come get his Christians, and the Jews were the only ones that had the Sega chance, I guess you would say, after the rapture right. of Jesus. Is, is that y'all's position, or is it, is, it, no, no. is it a little different? No, no, no. So, the church, the saints of God, will be here all the way through the tribulation period. Let me give you a scripture for this. Okay. It's Revelation chapter 7. And in, in Revelation 7, verses 1 through 8, God is talking about a remnant of Jews that will be saved. They will be, they will be um, there's 12,000 out of each tribe, okay? Yes. Then he talks, and, but these will be saved individuals. And then John says in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, he's looking at a future vision in, he, in heaven when he sees both of these, and he he says, and then I beheld, I turned and, be, uh, and beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, out of every nation, every kindred, every people, every tongue. And they stood before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Down in verse 13, one of the elders looks at John's and says, Hey, John, you're seeing a vision of heaven, of people from every people, kindred, tongue, and nation. And he asked John, Who are these individuals? that are arrayed in white robes, and where'd they come from? And John looks back at the elder and he says, I don't know. And the elder looks at John, and this is Revelation 7, verse 14. And the elder says, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So there were people, John saw people in heaven, who had came through the great tribulation, but were saved, and they, were, they came out of, they were from every people, kindred, tongue, and nation, not just Jews. So this has given us a, a view of the end time church, which will be Jew and Gentile. Just like the right. early church was Jew and Gentile, the, the church of the latter day will be Jew and Gentile as well. And I have Jewish friends that are saved today. 
and I have thousands of Gentile friends uh, that are saved today as well. So the Matthew 24, I th let me kind of clear this up. I heard a guy teach the other day that Matthew 24 was written only to the Jews. That simply is not the case. The elect, the elect referred to in Matthew 24 is the modern day church. It is not the Jews, not just the Jews. Because there are Jews that are in, yeah, there are Jews that have been born again and uh, have been saved today. But it's not just the Jews. That's a misconception, misinterpretation that a lot of people teach. But Matthew 24, the elect in Matthew 24 is written to the church, not just the Jews. Um, that's a misinterpretation of Scripture. Okay. Yes. Well, that, I, appreciate, I appreciate that, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll continue doing my research. And, All right, absolutely. And, and Thank you. Yeah, hey, uh, Paul, if you, if you want, you can email me, drobbins at endtime.com or okay. Doug Norvell, dnorvell at endtime.com. And we've got a document that we put together. It's like, um, I don't know, 25 proofs, 25 or 26 proofs, absolute scriptural proofs in a post-tribulation rapture. And so, uh, so, so, so yeah. your position is that we will go through uh, great tribulations, um, you yeah. know, so that's actually not my position. My, that's the biblical position. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, but yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of other people that don't believe that. You, you, so you see what I'm saying? Yes, I, I know what you're saying, Paul. Thank you very yeah. much, my friend. Okay, thank you. Have All a good right. one. God bless you, and you have a great one. Oh, man. Ah, our time's gone. Sorry, you, everybody, uh, leaving everybody on the line, but uh, I want to say thank you very much for joining us. Uh, go and subscribe to uh, the End Time Plus platform at endtime.com and you can uh, view the new DVDs that we put out and just continue to subscribe from here on. It's a way to support the ministry and get all this new content we're getting ready to put up there. There's a lot of it.